Welcome to a Badass Study Podcast, a podcast where you can study while doing whatever. I'm your host, Hannah Dollinger. Hello, my friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of a Badass Study Podcast. Hope everyone had a happy, happy, stuffed, and healthy Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. Um, If I sound stuffy, (laughs) um, I totally am. I'm not feeling too well. Um, So please ignore my nasally voice. Anyways, um, I wanted to give a shout out to someone who left an Apple podcast review. They said that it was nice to hear a good old Midwestern accent. This cracked me up because I was born and raised in Atlanta. (laughs) And I currently live in Atlanta. And I've never heard anyone say that I have an accent. So that was hilarious to me. But also, thank you so much for the five-star review. (laughs) Okay. We have a really short episode today, so let's go ahead and get into our short and sweet episode. Let's go. All right, so today we're talking about task list item E2, which states to use discrimination training procedures. I was also going to cover E3, which states to use instructions and rules, but I felt like that task list item more closely aligned with the next topic in the next episode. So today I am just going to focus on taskless item E2, which states to use discrimination training procedures. Cool. So what is discrimination training? Okay, so Cooper has stimulus discrimination training as listed under one of the ways in which we develop stimulus control. And stimulus control is defined as a situation in which the frequency, latency, duration, or amplitude of a behavior is altered by the presence or absence of an antecedent stimulus. So in order for that antecedent stimulus to be under stimulus control, we must first do stimulus discrimination training. So what is that? All right, so Cooper defines discrimination training as entailing a multiple schedule with antecedent stimulus conditions representing each component schedule. So responses in the presence of one stimulus condition, or the SD, are reinforced, and the responses in the presence of the other stimulus, or the S-delta, are not reinforced. When this procedure is applied appropriately and consistently, responding in the presence of the SD will come to exceed responding in the presence of the S-delta. Often over time, the participant will learn not to respond in the presence of the S-delta. End quote. That was one long quote. (laughs) So there's one sentence in that whole paragraph that makes this all very simple. Responses in the presence of one stimulus are reinforced which is the SD, and responses in the presence of the other stimulus are not reinforced, which is the S-delta. Okay, so let's talk about something that I just implemented for one of my clients. He is currently in virtual school, and he has a laptop that has a touchscreen. And his mom was expressing some concerns with him touching the laptop screen when he's not supposed to. Um, But he does have to touch it sometimes to respond to the teacher and to answer questions. So we can't just make the laptop screen unavailable. So what did we do? Um, We implemented a red card, green card, which is a laminated piece of paper about the size of a business card. And on one side, there's red construction paper. And on the other side, there's green construction paper. And I laminated that and I set it right by the screen. Like I propped it up um, like where the screen folds, I guess. 
<laughs> um, so propped it up right by the screen. The green side, when that side is present, that means he can touch the touch screen. So therefore reinforcement is available. And so the green side is an SD because it signals that reinforcement is available. The red side means that he cannot touch. So reinforcement is not available. So the red, the red side is an S delta. Okay, this is cool, but how did I get this to work? So in order for this to work, we had to first teach it. Because a red card, green card is cool and looks like Christmas, I mean, that doesn't work. <laughs> so what does that mean? Um, well, it doesn't mean anything until we teach it. So in order to teach this, we first describe the contingency. For example, I said, okay, dude, when this is on red, that means you cannot touch the screen. And when this side is on green, that means you can touch the screen. Then we practiced keeping hands in lap and blocked any attempts to touch the screen when it was on the red side. After about 10 seconds without attempts to touch the screen, we would flip to the green side and then repeat that contingency again. Okay, it's green, that means you can touch. And we started doing this with small intervals on red and then reinforcing with longer intervals on green. So yeah, that um, using that procedure, I utilized stimulus discrimination training by reinforcing um, he could touch on green and then so that green signaled the availability of reinforcement or the SD, and then the red side of the red card, green card signaled the absence of reinforcement or he could not touch. It's time for the pop quiz. Here are the rules. I will ask you a question and then I will give you 10 seconds to think about it. If you need more time to think about it, then just pause the episode. After the 10 seconds are up, I will give you the answer and then you can see if you got it right. All right, pop quiz time. Um, I apologize if you hear my dogs in the background. I usually record in my car but it's like 25 degrees outside right now and I'm not trying to do that. Um, so they're just like out hanging around. So anyways, let's start the pop quiz. Okay, this is gonna be short and simple and sweet. What is discrimination training? All right, discrimination training is reinforcing responses in the presence of one stimulus and not reinforcing presence. Wow, I said that wrong. Okay, what is discrimination training? Reinforcing responses in the presence of one stimulus and not reinforcing responses in the presence of another stimulus. Next question the reinforced stimulus is also called the what? The reinforced stimulus is also called the SD or the discriminative stimulus because it signals that reinforcement is available. Okay, next question. The non-reinforced stimulus is also called the what? The non-reinforced stimulus is also called the S-delta, which signals that reinforcement is not available.
All right, so that was super quick. I told you that would be super quick, and it definitely was. <laughs> so let's review discrimination training. Basically, the thing that you need to know is that discrimination training is when responses in the presence of one stimulus condition are reinforced, DSD condition, and the responses in the presence of the other stimulus are not reinforced, aka the S delta condition. If you want more information, I will, of course, post the Cooper page numbers in the show notes. Next episode, we are going to be covering task list item E3, which states to use instructions and rules, and E4, which states to use contingency contracting. And seriously, guys, don't stress this task list item. Just know what discrimination training is and how you do it.